Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about migraines. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash migraines or in the neurology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. And you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember the information for longer at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Migraine is a complex neurological condition causing episodes or attacks of headache and associated symptoms. Migraine is very common. It tends to affect women more often than men and it's most common in teenagers and young adults. Migraine can be categorized into four main types. Migraine without aura, migraine with aura, silent migraine, which is a migraine with aura but without a headache, and hemiplegic migraine. The pathophysiology of migraine has been studied for decades. Various mechanisms and theories have been developed. It's likely a combination of structural, functional, chemical, vascular and inflammatory factors. Let's talk about the typical symptoms. There are five stages of a typical migraine. The premonitory or prodromal stage and this can be present for several days before the onset of the headache. The aura stage which can last up to 60 minutes. The headache stage which lasts 4 to 72 hours. The resolution stage which is where the headache either fades away or is relieved abruptly by vomiting or sleeping and the postdromal or recovery phase. These stages vary between patients. Some patients may only experience one or two of the stages. The prodromal stage may involve days of subtle symptoms such as yawning, fatigue or mood changes before the headache starts. Migraine headaches last 4 to 72 hours. Typical features are that they're unilateral, meaning on one side of the head, but they can be bilateral. They're moderate to severe in intensity. They have a pounding or throbbing nature. There's associated photophobia, which is discomfort with lights. Phonophobia, which is discomfort with loud noises. And osmophobia, which is discomfort with strong smells. Aura, which are visual changes, and nausea and vomiting. Let's talk in more detail about aura. Aura can affect vision, sensation, or language. Visual symptoms are the most common, and these may be sparks in the vision, blurred vision, lines across the vision, or loss of visual fields, for example, a scotoma with an enlarged blind spot in the visual field. Sensation changes caused by aura may include tingling or numbness. Language symptoms include dysphasia, which is difficulty speaking. Next, let's talk about hemiplegic migraine. Hemiplegic migraine involves hemiplegia, which is unilateral limb weakness. Other symptoms may include ataxia, which is a loss of coordination, and impaired consciousness. Familial hemiplegic migraine is an autosomal dominant genetic condition characterized by hemiplegic migraines that run in families. 
However, hemiplegic migraines also occur without any genetic link or family history. Hemiplegic migraines can mimic a stroke or a TIA. It's essential to exclude a stroke with a sudden onset of hemiplegia. Let's talk about migraine triggers. Migraine triggers vary between patients and they may include stress, bright lights, strong smells, certain foods, for example chocolate, cheese or caffeine, dehydration, menstruation in women, disrupted sleep and trauma. Next let's talk about the acute management of migraines. Patients may develop strategies for managing the symptoms themselves, often retreating to a dark, quiet room and sleeping. Medical options for an acute attack of migraine are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, for example ibuprofen or naproxen, paracetamol, triptans, for example sumatriptan, and antiemetics if vomiting occurs, for example metoclopramide or prochlorperazine. Opiates such as codeine or morphine are not used to treat migraines and they may make the condition worse. Let's talk in more detail about triptans. Triptans are used to abort migraines when they start to develop. They are 5-HT receptor agonists. They bind to and stimulate serotonin receptors, specifically 5-HT1B and 5-HT1D. They have various mechanisms of action which include cranial vasoconstriction, meaning they constrict the blood vessels in and around the brain, inhibiting the transmission of pain signals and inhibiting the release of inflammatory neuropeptides. Triptans, for example sumatriptan, are taken as soon as a migraine attack starts. They should halt the attack in its tracks. If the migraine attack resolves and then reoccurs, another dose can be taken. If the triptan does not work the first time, a second dose should not be taken for the same attack. The main contraindications to triptans relate to risks associated with vasoconstriction. For example, hypertension or high blood pressure coronary artery disease in the heart, or a previous stroke, TIA, or myocardial infarction. Next, let's talk about migraine prophylaxis. A headache diary can help identify triggers and assess the response to treatment. Avoiding triggers can be helpful. The usual prophylactic medications to reduce the frequency and severity of migraine attacks are Propranolol, which is a non-selective beta blocker, amitriptyline, which is a tricyclic antidepressant, and topiramate, which is an anti-epileptic medication. With topiramate, it's worth noting it's highly teratogenic, meaning that it's harmful in pregnancy and very effective contraception is needed. More specialist prophylactic options include pizotifen, candesartan, sodium valproate and monoclonal antibodies, for example arenumab and fremanezumab. Other options that are mentioned in the NICE clinical knowledge summaries updated in 2022 include cognitive behavioural therapy, mindfulness and meditation, 
acupuncture, and vitamin B2 or riboflavin, but this should be avoided in pregnancy. Prophylactic triptans, for example, frovatriptan and zolmitriptan, are an option for menstrual migraines. The symptoms of menstrual migraines tend to occur for the two days before and the first three days of the menstrual period. Regular triptans may be taken during this time to prevent them. Migraines in general tend to become less frequent and severe or stop altogether as the patient gets older, particularly after the menopause. Migraines are associated with a slightly increased risk of stroke, particularly when they're associated with aura. The risk is further increased with the combined contraceptive pill. Therefore, migraine with aura is a contraindication to the combined pill. So thanks for listening to this episode on migraines. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. I recommend heading over to members.zerotofinals.com and testing yourself on the information you've just listened to. Testing yourself after learning has been proven to extend how long you remember the information. And the Zero to Finals member site contains flashcards and questions designed exactly for this purpose. And I hope to see you in the next episode where we'll talk about cluster headaches.